This is Being Dead Serious, and this week's story is the tragedy of the Radium Girls. strangers this is ricky and this is nick and we are being dead serious and this is the first inaugural podcast for being dead serious it is i'm very excited nervous but excited yeah we got this i think uh, a lot of people are going to want to hear what we have to say and some might not it's true but uh from everything that i've been talking to people with they're very excited to hear about what do we have to bring to the table and it is a very gruesome story today um, one of those ones that science catches up with things and uh, stuff that we take for granted today they didn't have back then and you know it's kind of like oh they said smoking was great for you and you should do it because it's good for your health and four out of five doctors recommend yeah Marlboro. that's nuts right and this is along the same vein because they were using this what you know what? I'm, I'm starting way ahead of myself, so why don't you go ahead <laughs> and give us a little bit of what we're, we're what's in store for us? So this is this story is kind of crazy because it's it's unbelievable how many people do not know about this story when in fact it changed such a huge huge part of how the work environment is. I think a lot of us take for granted about how well we have it today in our workforce. Uh, granted, we have some pretty shitty jobs out there and we we hate our bosses and things like that but once you hear the story you're going to be very grateful for the way that things are now and that you're not put in such a a scary and unsafe position until you are and this just might be mac and cheese to you mac and cheese is good but this is not good all right let's go all right so what can you tell me about radium uh just that it is a very radioactive element uh there have been i think 30 different varieties of radium with different atomic weights uh but the one that we most commonly refer to radium is radium 226 um interestingly the the most direct descendant in the in the chemical table of radium is radon radon gas which actually permeates and kills you much quicker than radium would isn't that the silent killer yes oh yes um, back when they first discovered this, they were using it in all manner of things and putting in all sorts of stuff because they believed it had health benefits. It did not. Spoiler it, alert. It did. It did not. No. So actually, let's talk a little bit about the history um, of the advertisement of radium. So as we talked about radium today with, uh, that we know about is very deadly. I mean, it's radioactive. But back in the 20s, it was actually considered amazing it was this newfound amazing thing that was a cure-all because when the scientists figured it out they realized that it could cure cancer and when i say cure i'm putting it in quotation marks little air bunnies little air bunnies because of the fact that it was it was killing off cancerous cells so this radium was marketed as a cure-all for pretty much anything and everything so just like a radioactive snake oil <laughs> Yes, just like that. So any disease, any illness, hysteria, 
That's right. And one of the best things is even old age. They they would claim that it would extend years to our lives. And my personal favorite, ugliness. Oh, there's no cure. <laughs> so they would advertise radium in beauty products such as cosmetics and lotions to make women more beautiful. And it would put roses... On your cheeks. Do you think that's what the Joker used in the first Batman movie? Just put radium in his cosmetics? You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually. Well, I said you only worked when you combined certain ones. But, you know, maybe. 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 Maybe we have a culprit. So not only was radium put in cosmetic products, but it was also put in everyday foods such as oatmeals, cereals, milk, butter, toothpaste, and even sold as a tonic called liquid sunshine. This... <laughs> Is that the kind you put in your body to kill COVID? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you never know today. But liquid sunshine was actually used. I swear that was an acid I did back in the 90s. Liquid sunshine? Yeah. Uh, you, I wouldn't doubt it. So it was used for energy and imp impotence. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not a cure for impotence. Uh, it might work once. <laughs> you never know. So the thing is, people were losing their freaking minds about this new amazing product. And it was everywhere and in everyday advertisement. It was constantly in your face. It was constantly in magazines. People were always talking about it. When you'd walk down the street, it was in stores. It was in your grocers. I remember seeing a picture of uh, an old brick building, like in a small town, that said hot radium baths. They literally would put it in bath water and because it, it turned the bath water white and made it glow in the dark. So they're like, hey, this must be good for your skin. Yeah. And it's, that, that, it's still paint on the side of that building today. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, that was a normal everyday thing. And that's because the U.S. Radium Corporation was pretty much behind all of this marketing. Who is the U.S. Radium Corporation. Well, let me tell you a little bit about them. That's actually how our story begins. But we're going to go a little bit further back to 1898, where scientist Marie Curie discovered radium with her husband, Pierre. Ooh. Yes. So they they discovered this. It was a big, it was mind-blowing. They were like, hey, this is pretty cool. It glows in the dark. It, 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 it's luminescent. It's, it's pretty neat. But we go a little bit further with that. When along came American inventor by the name of William J. Hammer, who bought the radium crystals from Marie Curie and found out that if he mixed the radium with glue and zinc sulfide, then he can produce a glow-in-the-dark paint. Sweet. That sounds like a great idea. You know, why not? It glue in the dark. It's just pretty cool, right? Is glue, is that the past tense of glow? Is it glowed? It, no, it's glowed. Is it glue? Glued? Glowed in the dark? Glued, glue. Either yeah. way, it was very bright. And it did things that no one had ever noticed before. So now, U.S. Radium Corporation bought out Hammer's invention to manufacture wristwatches, where the hands would actually glow in the dark. And he called this, well, they called it, undark. Or original. <laughs> How clever. That's kind of dumb and genius at the same time. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm trying to think of parallels, like. Uh, no, I, I can't. My brain's just... It's not good. I'm dark. I, I'm going to start using that. Yeah, please Like, do. when I'm full, I'm no longer hungry. I'm unhungry. You know? It's as simple as that. Nice. 
Yeah, so the new glow-in-the-dark watches became such a huge success that the U.S. government actually made a contract with U.S. Radium Corporation to produce these glowing watches and also airplane instruments for World War One and U.S. soldiers. I was going to say, what this is right around when now? This would have been right around 1914, 16, that, that yes. time period? Yes, so it's going to be around your World War One. Yeah, because I mean that was huge. Fighting in those trenches and trying to coordinate attacks, and when you were gonna we're gonna jump out of the trench and charge across no man's land to kill the Huns, you had to be able to coordinate those. And if you had all your troops under a blackout, you couldn't have any lights. You needed to be able to see what time it was to coordinate your attacks, to start blowing your whistle whistles to let the enemy know you were coming. So, yeah, these these glow dark watches were a miracle. Yes, they were. It was something new and it was something innovative and it was just something so amazing, not only for the people on the streets of every day, you and me, but for the U.S. government as well. And then they came with Indiglo many decades later where you push the button and your watch face would light yeah, up. Yeah, that's a little safer than yeah. what we're talking about today, yeah. though. So they ended up producing all these glowing watches, these airplane instruments for World War One and U.S. soldiers. But they also marketed the pigment for non-military products such as... House numbers, pistol sights, light switches, and my personal favorite is the glowing eyes for dolls and toys for children. Nice. That is not creepy in the least. No, not at all. How fun. So can you really imagine giving our children toys here, play with this. It has radio. As much as our nine-month-old puts stuff in his mouth? No, absolutely Ex- not. Exactly. Well, again, knowing what we know now, we wouldn't want him to put that stuff in his mouth. But back then, it was... It was pretty normal. Glow-in-the-dark magic dust. It, yeah. So now, all over the U.S., many different radium factories were starting to pop up. It's because it, it was in such high demand, right? So now, they're hiring hundreds of young women women and and girls as young as 11 years old to paint these watch dials due to their small and nimble hands. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this was top job. This was a serious, serious sought out job. This was a hot shit kind of job. Like you were anybody if you had this job. All the women wanted this job. And if you were to snag a job at Abercrombie and Fitch in the 19s kind of cool. In the what? In the in the 90s. In the 90s. Yes. I said the 19s. Sorry, 1990s. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what kids nowadays think what a posh job is, but in the 90s, if you got an Abercrombie and Fitch job, you were the popular one. I mean... All right. So this was kind of like that. So dial painters were considered posh and popular, and only the best girls got to work this position and was even considered the elite job for the the poor working girl. Okay. So they basically, they had other people doing all the making of the watch, assembling and all that, and then they just basically, before they got sent out in boxes, these girls would... Paint, paint the radium the, on Paint them. the dials. So the, all they were doing was painting the dials. Painting the dials. Yes, they were painting the dials. So Not US, at all like painting the veins. No. So U.S. Radium and Radium Dial Company were, were different. In, in 1916, uh, the U.S. Radium would pay almost three times the average factory job did. Which was? Right now, it's about $40,000 in today's money. Okay, a year. A year. That's, Which that's is, nice. is that's pretty good. big. Yeah. I mean, for them, it, it was huge. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, women didn't have a lot of rights that men did. So the fact that they were paying women 
these wages was astounding. Yeah. So this absolutely. is this is why it was such a big deal. And and women would come in flocks wanting this job. And especially during wartime when a lot of women were Exactly. And and another reason why things. they wanted this job is because they they wanted to feel like they were helping out in the war. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that's always been a thing. Yeah. So, because the watch dials were so small, I mean, these were wristwatches. They were very tiny. These women's were required to perform a technique that was called the lip dip or lip pointing. Ooh. Yes. Tell us more. (laughs) This sounds like it's going to go splendidly. (laughs) This required all the girls to put the paintbrush between their lips and suck and twirl to make a fine point between each number dial that they painted. How many number dials were on you? Like, was it just... One through twelve, or was it like no? So it was every actually, hash mark. It was every hash mark. Oh my goodness! It was one through twelve. It was the hand. It it was pretty much um, even the name of the watch. It was pretty much every little tiny thing. So it wasn't just the dials. It, it was more than that. So pretty much they were doing is suck, dip, paint, suck, dip, paint, all day long. So they're basically just sucking paint. That's what they were doing. And but this is not your ordinary paint. No, because we this, learned about that earlier. <laughs> we did learn about this earlier. It obviously has radium in it. So each woman, on average, painted about two hundred watch dials per day. A day. A day. This is this is watch dials a day. That's no. Yes, and so think about the fact that you're dipping, you're sucking, you're painting. I don't even blink two hundred times a day. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you do. But so each time that they're doing this, they're taking in amount of radium each time they paint it. I mean, it's it's minute, but with with the radium particularly, it doesn't take a lot of it to start causing some serious damage. I mean, there was uh, uh, Antoine Becquerel back in the time of Marie Curie was carrying a small vial of it on him for um, like 10 city blocks. He, He was carrying it in his pocket. He ended up with skin lesions. Because the radioactivity started eating away at his skin just from carrying the radium on his person. Why was he carrying it? I, I, I didn't get the notes on that. I don't know where he was going, but he had radium on him while he was going from point A to point B. And it literally, in his waistcoat pocket, started eating his skin from being carried that close to And him. this was within how long? Uh, like an hour. That's nuts. Yeah. And these ladies are putting it in their mouth. They are. They're ingesting they are it. Ingesting it. So the crazy part about this, this is this is what kind of gave the appeal to the job. Not only was the 40,000. <laughs> if you work with us, you get to lick brushes. <laughs> but it, it's not so much that, but it was at the end of the shift, the women themselves would actually glow in the dark. So as they're leaving the building and it's turning nighttime, they would glow. They would glow. And is that where we get the term glow up? <laughs> no. No, no, but this actually—they actually sealed their nickname of Ghost Girls. Ghost Girl, I like that. Yeah, they were actually called Ghost Girls because the powder and the paint that they used during their work shift were actually staining their clothes and staining. Their so it skin. wasn't just their their lips that were glowing with radioactivity. No, Mm-mm. it was their entire body. Yeah, yeah. No. Here's the crazy part. I'm gonna say that a lot. No. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Oh, my goodness. She did it. Everybody take a drink. (laughs) So a lot of these women, they would wear their Sunday best on Friday nights because they knew that at the end of their shift, they would be so luminous 
that when they went out dancing, they knew that they could attract a, a mate or a partner. That's just nature at its finest. Yeah, because they wanted to they stand were peacocking. out. They were peacocking. In reverse. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, I mean, what better way to do it than to freaking glow in the dark, glow in the dark right? Oh, man, this is insane. Oh, yeah. But it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. So these girls loved the fact that they were glowing so much that they would sneak the paint and <laughs> use it for their own personal use. Oh, man. Can you imagine what fun we would have with that kind of stuff right now? I mean, the glow in the dark paint we have now is actually safe. I wouldn't recommend eating it, but I'm sure it's way safer. I mean, it is, obviously. Mm. But so the girls, what they would do is they would paint their nails. They would paint their eyelids to use... Yeah. Their eyelids. Like, yep. Just like, like, um, like an eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, they would even paint their teeth with it. Yeah. But, but I have questions. <laughs> I, I'm hoping like, I, I don't know answer. about you, but most people's mouths generally stay a little bit moist. How mm. the hell did the paint stick to their teeth? I mean, like you have to walk around smiling like the Joker to keep your teeth dry. For the paint to adhere to the enamel on your teeth. You know, I can't answer that because yeah, I, I don't have radium paint, but I'm sure... All right, we'll do an experiment. We'll get a paintbrush <laughs> with regular paint. We'll paint your teeth and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to decline on that one. So another thing, too, is that some of these women would mix it with their body lotion so their skin would become luminescent. They're fucking Scooby-Doo villains. They are Scooby-Doo villains. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we went over this back in the 60s and 70s. They take their heads off, and it's old man withers. Yeah, and glowing in the dark. Speaking of taking using taking heads off, we're gonna we're gonna get to that we're soon. There. We're getting there. So, do you remember uh, Dr. Curry? Yeah, Marie Curie. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her and her husband knew all along how harmful this radium was. And so, back when they discovered it, back in. The 1800s. Yes. So, well, it didn't. Or did they not it, find it out till they later? They didn't find it out till later because Curry was playing with it so much that she was actually getting chemical burns. And was it just radium she was playing with? It's just too? radium. Because okay, I know she she basically invented X-rays. Yes, so. she did. But this is when she was learning more about the radium itself. Okay. She was realizing that she was getting these massive chemical burns from it, and. Honestly, her husband was so scared of the substance that he refused to go into any room if it contained even a kilo's worth of radium. Which is a lot. It is a lot, but he was so scared of the radium itself because he was scared that it was going to melt the skin right off of his bones. I mean, and he, he's not probably wrong. not far off from the sounds of it. So scientists began to study radium they they started to realize exactly how deadful and harmful it was. Deadful? Dead deadly. Dead 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 mouse? Yeah. Dead mouse. Deadly. Dead dead, dead mouse. So it was it was very deadly and it was harmful, but of course, US Radium Corporation insisted that the benefits and when I say benefits I think I mean money. The benefits for them, yes. Yes. Um, outweighed any of the of the, the the bad risks. So that nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Everything is fine. Pretty much. Started probably long before these guys, but they just carried on the tradition of, eh, you'll be fine. So, so here's the funny part to this, and this is what makes my eyes roll in the back of my head so freaking far, is that the owners of of U.S. Radium insisted that the management and scientists at the companies that worked in the labs which were all male, 
of course. Shocking. That they had to use lead screens. They had to use masks that had lead in it and tongs that had lead in it. Um, also ivory tongues. So they could not come in co- direct contact with either the radium or the paint containing it because they wanted to protect them. So they, they knew they're, I'm sorry, excuse me. They were taking the steps necessary to protect themselves from this potentially harmful radioactive flesh eating, uh, cancer causing death making liquid, but they were okay with. But the... hey, it put roses in your cheeks. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the roses melted away like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh man. It, it, I mean, it's, it's mine numbing to me it, that they it, it is but this. it isn't because again back then there were no worker rights there wasn't the unions hadn't been really invented yet um or they weren't very strong uh you had children working in factories you had safety conditions and most most industrial settings back then were just legitimately unsafe oh absolutely i mean obviously so, because they had 11 year old girls working these right. dials yeah i mean there's all kinds of like the 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 factory fire at the shirt factory where like hundreds of people died because they didn't have fire exits i mean it's stuff like that was clearly due to negligence of upper management and this just seems like it was more of the same but it's not just that too it was they wanted to make sure that the men were protected so yeah misogyny and and sexism yeah yeah. so again it, it was just like oh of course so by the beginning of the 1920s the women workers in these factories became experiencing horrific and horrible symptoms they were were, falling ill they were getting really sick shocker weird right so the workers bones began to decay and they started to be eaten away almost like when you don't have enough calcium okay yeah okay Mm -hmm. so one doctor actually described the bones as honeycombed with small holes in a random pattern reminiscent that of moth-eaten fabric that's that's a picture with words right there. That is a little terrifying. Here is where it gets a little crazy, you guys. Er? Yeah, so, like, buckle up. <laughs> All right. Buckle up. We're here. Because it, this gets a little morbid. It gets a little uh, graphic. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about it because it's very important that you understand what these women were going through. It's, it's terrifying. It's straight up terrifying. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So in 1922, the first dial painter at the U.S. Radium Corporation plant started to show sickness. And her name was Amelia, or they called her Molly, Magia, or Magia. So at first it began to, she had was like toothaches. She was kind of having all these toothaches and these migraines and these headaches. But her, her teeth were decaying so rapidly that they would break off or simply just fall out on their own. But they would instantly fill with pus. Instantly. Ah, teeth stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So her jaw, along with most of her body, was in excruciating pain. So she went to the doctor, and the doctor examined her, and the doctor was like, hey, listen. (laughs) You need radium. (laughs) You You should take radium for that. The doctor was like, listen... You just have rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> and, and it sucks to laugh at, again, it's ignorance. They didn't know any they better. They didn't know any better. But he was like, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. It's not even aspirin. That's like, eat a cookie and then you'll feel better. And no, he's, he pretty much, he was, he pretty much was just like, 
what do you want me to do about it? Were they still back in the do cocaine about it or was that done by now? No, this was definitely do cocaine about it. Okay. Yeah, this was definitely in that era. So she was still in excruciating pain and the and the ulcers from the lost teeth were never healing. Well, no, I can't imagine they would. Yeah, they She's were bleeding. Continuing it, to put more yeah. radium on it. So they were bleeding. They were becoming more and more infected. They keep they kept filling up with pus. So instead of going to her doctor, she decided maybe I should just go to my dentist. So when he <sighs> <laughs> okay, you're already laughing. It's 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 rough, man. So when he went, he he checked her out. He's listening to her. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm seeing what's going on. We should probably pull out this tooth that's a little decayed. So when he went to pull out this decayed tooth, a large section of her jaw came out with it. Top or bottom? Probably bottom because it's jaw. Never mind. That's a dumb question. It's Yeah, the bottom. Yeah. So The manageable. He... He's wiggling this tooth, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just take this bad boy." That's like out. straight out of a zombie movie. Like, I'm just picturing a dude with 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 pliers, wiggling a tooth, and then, the jaw comes off with it. Just the whole thing. That's what I'm picturing. But you said it's just a chunk. But I'm picturing straight up zombie movies. You're not far off. Okay. All right. Because it gets worse. Oh Jesus! It gets so much worse. He quickly realizes exactly how brittle her jaw was that when he went to put his fingers inside her mouth to examine the rest of her jaw, her entire lower jaw disintegrated so severely that he was able to hook his fingers in, completely unhinge the lower jaw, and remove it with no force. Like skin and all. Skin and all. Okay, now it is a zombie movie. Ugh. So, all I keep picturing is, this reminds me of the movie Beetlejuice when, <laughs> when, <laughs> Gina, teeth fall out. when Gina Davis is like, when they're like dying, they're already yeah. dead, but when they're dying oh, yeah, yeah. and her lower jaw falls out and she's like, Ugh! and is it Alec Baldwin yeah. that is like trying to shove her, her lower jaw back in so she can talk and say Beetlejuice? Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Oh, but I, the question Lord. that I have is, so you're at the dentist and you're like, I have, a, I have a tooth that's really bothering me. You need to take it out. You're leaving with no jaw. But not only that. Yeah, but you're not getting very far. But the question is... It's not a blood loss, period. What does one do with said jaw once it's in your hand? Ziploc like, bag and he buried like it Like, he's backyard? looking at her like, holy shit. And she's looking at him going... <laughs> There's so many questions to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's safe to say that she was pronounced dead four months later. That, she lasted that long. That's what's nuts. Without a jaw. She lasted that long, especially back then. Like, where were they throwing food? So, again, how is she surviving this? Well, she ended up dying of a, of a major hemorrhage. Yeah, she just bled out. She had to have. Well, it was not a pretty death. No. But... Uh, the issue is that she ended up not really they didn't they didn't say she died because of really a hemorrhage and they didn't say <laughs> that she died because she had no lower jaw. They died because of dentist. They she they they stated in her in her paperwork mm -hmm. that she actually died of syphilis. Huh? 
syphilis. I, I, I really, really, really need you to take that little nugget of information and place it in your pocket and keep safe. Okay. <laughs> because we're going to bring him out later. Syphilis. Syphilis. Today's word is syphilis. syphilis. Um, while you're here, I want to show you. Oh, boy, what? I get visual aids. We'll post these pictures up here on Instagram to give you guys a small taste of what it is I have to look at after she's already looked at it. So this is not... Oh, my good Lord. This picture itself is actually a gentleman that worked with the U.S. Radium Corporation that experienced the same thing. Okay. So what you will see, if you'd like to see, you'll be able to see this on our social media page. Um, it is very gruesome, so I'm just letting you know now. But he has no lower jaw. He, yeah, he's got nothing. It's it, it's, it's like a pirate skull with skin. Without, it's with a straight lower jaw up out of a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. So this was this is, was pretty common. Well, yeah, I mean, again, when you had radi yeah. radi uh, radium poisoning, okay. So I, I want you to just think. Oh, about she's got more. Oh, yeah, I got more. There's a, there's tons more. So by the mid 1920s, over 50 women who worked in the U.S. Radium Corporation mysteriously began to get in, insanely sick. Syphilis. So, yeah. Bones were breaking, spone, uh, spines were actually suddenly collapsing, their teeth and their hair were falling out. Uh, they were experiencing uh, cancerous bone tumors. Their skin was virtually melting off the bones. Like, could you imagine? Yeah, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark again. I'm... <laughs> yes! Oh There's... my God, yes! Yeah, so these women's bones, here's the crazy part. These women's bones were beginning to glow in the dark where you could actually see it from the inside out. They were walking x-rays. Yes, that's perfect way to describe it. So you could go up to be like, hey, Karen, what's up, girl? You're just glowing today. And you could literally see, see her, her skeleton through her, her skin. See her skeleton through her skin. Man, that's nuts. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, that's, that's kind of crazy. Well, you're, you're doing a good job, so let, keep it up. <laughs> so <laughs> U.S. Radium was like, Rumors, this is not true. Fake news. Fake news. U.S. Radium post are passed this off simply as rumors and an evil prank. But here, get this. It's a shitty, shitty prank. It's a, a terrible. I mean, how do you? Whatever. <sighs> so it wasn't until the first male employee's death until night of 1925 that the company realized that hey, we. I think we, I think you guys may have a problem. <laughs> Gee, you think? So the Radium Corporation ignored this. So this, oh, let's, let's take a pause real quick. When did they start painting watches? What what was the year? Was it 1914, you said? Yeah, so starting in 1914, they, they were starting. So 1925, 11 years later. Is when the first is when the first male, male died, died. And then they actually started looking at it going, I'm Newton bitter. Yes. Yeah, they okay. they were like, oh, something's weird is going on. Our first male died. We should probably so look into this. It's so dumb. So the Radium Corporation, they ended up hiring Dr. Harrison Martland. He was hired to investigate the links between the deaths of the um, dial painters mm -hmm. and and pretty much all their deaths. Okay, so he's trying to find a commonality between... Yeah, like why are they dying? And right. why is it only the dial painters, even though we had a male die? And I'm sure he was in the labs and not painting the dials. So in his study, he found that the radium was spreading in these women's bones. 
and that radium, in fact, had poisoned the women and proved that the fates of these women rested on the, uh, the shoulders of the U.S. Radium Corporation. Okay. So he was like, yo. Y'all murdered these women. This is your fault. Right. You did done wrong. You need to fix that. I'm shocked they got an independent source to come in to verify the cause of death. And he, they didn't grease his palm first and be like, hey. Just say this wasn't us. They're like, oh, he I'm legit not, I'm came not in. done. Oh, okay. I'm Never not mind. done. Don't jump ahead. Just hold so, on to that nugget. So with this discovery, the case blasted across the United States, and it was covered all over newspapers. So people, That's like YouTube back in the 20s. Yes. There you go. So it, it was a major thing. Right. So this was published. So ra- U.S. Radio was all like, mm, no fake news. This did not happen. And they commissioned paid studies to publish the exact opposite conclusion. You're so animated right now. I love it. Just keep going. (laughs) Stating that the radium was actually safe. And the girls, all the girls that had died. Remember, right now there's over 50 women that had died. So death toll is over 50 women. Over 50 women have died and one male right now. Okay. They all have died of syphilis. Syphilis. That's right. This is where the radium advertisements began to actually blow up, and the radium products became even more popular and even more in high demand. Oh, that's fantastic. So they were just like, yeah, this is not true. We're amazing. Drink a bunch of liquid sunshine. Do you think, like, they're going to find out, like, you know, 100 years from now, like, yeah, all that seltzer you fuckers drank back at the turn of the century, yeah, it was poison. Dude, I think about that all the time. <laughs> Especially once I started to really dig deep into this report, I I was like, ooh, I wonder how much stuff that we're just like... That's ah, fine. It's we're fine. Good. We're okay. We've been told it's okay. And then 100 years from now, I'll be like, those stupid idiots. Yeah, someday like, there'll be a podcast called What Were They Thinking? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so... It, it, it's kind of crazy. So now radium is even more in demand. Uh, that's just nuts. So after becoming deathly ill and being diagnosed with, what do you think? Syphilis. Syphilis. Grace Fryer decided that she had enough and set out to sue the U.S. Radium Corporation. But it, it turned out that it was a lot harder than she expected and that she had been turned down by several attorneys and law firms. Well, yeah, because she's just a woman. That, too, That's actually. Um, a lot of it is because no one believed her. No one believed her claims. No one believed that this was an actual issue and she that it was like, fake news and it was made up and that it was rumors. Hey, Mr. Doctor, who said it was this, no. get, did, pardon me, did not get in contact with People him. did not believe in science. Okay, fair enough, yeah. So... Either they didn't believe the claims that she had, or they honestly weren't prepared enough to fight such a large corporation. They didn't want to take it on. So this is not Johnny Depp's lawyer. No, this is Disney's fault. <laughs> so Large corporation. So Grace was able to rally four other girls who worked in the U.S. Radium Corporation to fight the big fight against them. And their names were Edna, Catherine, and sisters to Molly... You remember who Molly is? I thought you said Sister Tamale, and I just was like, "Oh my God, Tamales are delicious." Go S- ahead, Sister, sister to, to Molly, Molly, Amelia. Yeah, the yeah. one that lost her lower jaw. Uh, Quinta <clears throat> and Albina, or Albina. They had weird names. back They then. had weird names. I can't. Eh, who knows? But I, mean, I think some of them are cool. But you know, they all were. Every single one of these women uh-huh. were diagnosed with gonorrhea. 
Close. Syphilis. Syphilis. That's right. You guessed it. Syphilis. Do you see a trend here? Yeah. And it's, you know, the weird thing is, is, you remember how you get syphilis as a woman? That's what's crazy about this. So this is what really sparked a lot of, of this attention is that most of these women, and I believe the two sisters of Molly uh-huh. were virgins. There you go. I mean, And they were quick. like, hey, listen, we haven't even kissed a man yet like we are like as pure as can Chased be as the driven snow and you're gonna tell me it's syphilis and you're gonna tell me that my friends have syphilis only one of those girls were actually married huh and but but the man was not sick and he did not have syphilis well that's awesome one of the things about syphilis is men don't tend to suffer it until much later in life and their symptoms are very different than how it presents in a woman that's interesting i did not know that yes yeah, syphilis is one of those diseases that i, I want to the line goes that that women suffer and men just ignore until much later in life. Al Capone. Oh yeah, he died totally of had it, and he his brain he was like a four nuts. year old. Yeah, he yeah. So again, it's it's again syphilis is for those of you that don't know is a sexually transmitted disease that presents in women um, much differently than it presents in men. It shows up symptoms are much more prevalent in women and they're much more visible. Until you get much later in life, and then men start, their brains just start to deteriorating and almost reverting. So it's it's weird that they're saying that these versions are suffering from syphilis. It's, it's very interesting. I mean, like, so pretty much these doctors were just like, oh, it's syphilis. Sorry like about you your do. business. So these women ended up deciding that they were going to file a lawsuit for $250,000. Which in today's money is? In today's money is $4.2 million. That's right, folks. My wife does the research. I do the research, which is a lot of money. Yeah. That's, I, I would take the first amount right now. <laughs> so there's a hero in our story. About goddamn time. Because all it is has been tragedy. In 1927, attorney Raymond Berry decided to take their, their case pro bono. Nice. He was what like, a, hey, what a guy. I believe you. This shit is wicked. This is really wild and messed up. And something weird is going on. I'm going to re- represent you. We're going to win this case. The girls were like, cool, high five. They all high five. Yeah. So that would have been like high 25? So unfortunately, 30? unfortunately. Of course, there's always something. Did he get syphilis? <laughs> no. There were issues with setbacks by the state of limitations. Statute. Statute, thank you. Statute of limitations that ruled victims of occupational poisoning. They only had two years. Oh, that's such To present hockey. their case. Now, the issue with that they is... They didn't live that long. Well, a lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't live that long at all, and so they weren't able to fight the good right. fight. However, the problem was that often the effects of radium would take an average of five years to appear. Balls. Bummer. Balls. Super bummer, right? So more and more women who worked at these radium factories were getting sicker and sicker. How and many factories were there at this point? They, you know, to be honest with you, they just said that there were multiple all over the United States. Okay. So I'm just, I'm trying to like. But the one that we are actually talking about is in Orange, New Jersey. Not Ohio. Not Ohio. New Jersey. Yeah, New, New Jersey. New Jersey. So these women were really, really getting sick. 
I mean, all over the United States. And they were secretly, oh my God. Secretly? Secretly, not secretly, desperately seeking answers for their, their rapidly worsening illnesses. But by the time that they were examined by doctors, the doctors were actually provided by U.S. Radium Corporation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So their symptoms were merely dismissed or misdiagnosed as, well, you got tuberculosis or tuberculosis, yes, syphilis. Syphilis. You have viral infection. Um, some even said, hey, this is all in your head. It's psychosomatic. Psycho- Somatic. Lovely. And, Lovely human being. And even they were like, it's just the common cold. <laughs> Which I love. I don't know about you. The last time I had the common cold, my fucking jaw didn't fall off. (laughs) But, you know. So what they didn't know is that U.S. Radium Corporation was secretly paying these doctors to hide their findings. So as women began to die, the company and the doctors publicly stated that the women, including Miss Molly, you remember Molly? No jaw Molly, had actually died from syphilis. And you could get away with some shit back in the 20s. I mean, it was the Wild West, but I mean, the Wild West still kind of existed in 1910. I mean, anything was a good, you could just do it. It was crazy. So not only this gave the company a convenient cover story, but it also served to smear any of the women's reputations who publicly came out to fight them. It's gross. So gross. So these headlines. Fucking men suck. (laughs) Yes. The headlines in the news began concerning workers working women from all over the United States and it caused a lot of factory riots. Oh, riots you say. Which is crazy because I can't especially back in the 20s there weren't a lot of female riots happening. No, we didn't get pussy riot until like the early 2000s. Russian female band? Yes, Nothing? I am. okay. So there were riots going on. These women have had enough. They're done. They're over it. And they knew something wasn't right. So radium companies all over the United States were still denying the unsafety in the workplace with radium. And they they were going as far as interfering and sabotaging autopsies. Nice. They were stealing radium-afflicted bones. They were destroying paperwork, all in an attempt to cover up the truth. Oh, wait, no way. The Radium Corporation was doing this now? Oh, yeah. They I were... thought it was the women fucking with stuff. No, no, right. no, no. This is the U.S. Radium Corporation. They were paying people <clears throat> to gotcha. go in. And commit sabotage. Yes, 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 yes. So, unfortunately, once the case was actually granted and hit in, in the courts, all five of these Radium girls were only given four months to live. Jesus. Did any of them make it to four months? Yes. So after much fighting and stalling, and stalling, and stalling, and stalling, and you know, syphilis. you know why it was stalling? I because they were trying to climb too high, didn't have enough thrust. No, the U.S. Radium Corporation knew these girls were dying, and they were waiting for them. They to, were trying to basically outlast. They were them. waiting yeah. for them to die, in hopes that the case would just be thrown out. Well, I'm not very proud to say this, but. The girls ended up not really winning the case because they decided to what I like to call sell out. They settled. They settled. They absolutely settled. And they settled out of court for $10,000 each and a $600 annual payout. So Annual payout. Yeah. None of them are going to live that long exactly. to collect an annual payout. So this reflects to about $168,000 each or $10,000 a year in the payout. But here's the kicker. 
they would only do this if the girls made a confession that the U.S. Radio Corporation was not to blame. Oh, my God. And they had to admit that the U.S. Corporation had no wrongdoing. I, I could never do that. In a million years, you could never make me... What was the fight so, uh, for? Well, exactly. What was the point of all that? Just just so for money? You have four months to live. What are you going to do with it? And if you're not married, you clearly don't have kids, especially if you've never had sex. Like, like it, who's it, the money going to? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess your last four months are comfortable, but... But what's the point? At what cost? Like, you, the whole point of you fighting the good fight was because you knew that they were doing something wrong. But I guess... In actuality, money is more important. Boo. Boo. Here is here's the kicker. Wait, we've already had kickers. How many more kickers there's, do we get? There's a lot. So after they settled in court, U.S. Radium Corporation decided to release a statement. That said, we are all bastards. <laughs> I wish it did. This is what it said. We, unfortunately, gave work to a great many people who were physically unfit to produce employment oh my God. in other lines of industry. Cripples and persons similarly, similarly incapitated were engaged. Hold on. So basically, this is like trying to get insurance with a pre-existing condition. Like, we hired a bunch of people that were messed up from the factory, but we took them anyway and gave them jobs. We are angels. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, and then they concluded saying, what was considered an act of kindness on our part has been turned against us oh my god that's gaslighting 101 oh it's huge so they were pretty much like oh what was me it really wasn't (laughs) us it's so dumb it's so dumb and the worst part is the girls were just like yeah cool thanks give us money thanks for the the cool ten thousand a year please tell me there's at least some what freaking jerks some goodness to come out of all of this Mm. Unfortunately, after all the medical bills and after all the treatments that the women needed, there was pretty much no money left over. Well, duh. And all five girls died within two years. They Wow, all right, two years. That's yep. a feather in their cap. And they were insanely shunned by the public. Well, yeah, because they're kind of shitty people. No, the girls well, they fucking sold out. They they totally sold out, but they were shunned because they were like, see, those girls are liars. They're liars. Uh, they have yeah, syphilis. Yeah. That's the issue. That's back in the day when you shunned somebody because they didn't go to church. So that's <laughs> why they were shunned. It wasn't because that they decided to sell out. They were shunned because they were like, see, see, there's nothing wrong. They were that's just awful. lying the whole time. They're, they're a bunch of loose, easy women. That's why they were shunned. Ah. <sighs> I know. You, you, you got to give me something. We can't end the first episode. I'm, I'm a bummer. <laughs> so I do have a little bit of good information. This is, this is good. This is good. Okay. So it wasn't until 1938. So 13 years later. Yep. When a dying radium worker by the name of Catherine Wolfe Donahue, guess what she was diagnosed with? Syphilis. She was diagnosed with syphilis. She successfully sued the radium dial co- uh, company over her illness. So this was another company, okay? Oh, this, is, this isn't U.S. This is not radium. U.S. radium. This is... this is radium dial company. Okay. So she sued them over her illness, and the issue of unsafe work environment due to the radium poisoning was finally settled. Yeah. For how much? 
they actually don't state okay. that. All right. They just say that she won and she actually had she was so sick that she actually had to give testimony in her bed. They didn't have a Zoom back then. How'd they do that? They just had people come over. Nice. We're going to send somebody over with a pencil and paper. Pretty much. There was a, a ton of people in her room when when she she did this. Okay. So, unfortunately, I mean, they had all these people had to suffer, but it wasn't in vain because we their case and their suffering uh, was among the first in which a company was held responsible for the health and safety of its employees. This led to a variety of reforms, as such as the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration. OSHA. OSHA. Those guys are real fun when they come into your workplace, let me tell you. Yeah, so honestly, if it wasn't for these girls and their gruesome deaths, we wouldn't have OSHA today. Okay. So this is this is the this is the light in the tunnel, I guess. This is this is best as I can a, a give you. A little bit of saving grace to come out of a really yes. shitty set of circumstances. Yes. So unfortunately, a lot of people had to die in order for us to get the the safety that we have today. What was the final death count? Do we have a number? We don't. They don't know. Wow. They don't know. They, so we know at least fifty one. <laughs> we know at least. Well, well okay, 55. 50, 55, yeah. Well, there were five women that settled, right? So Five women that settled. But it and then was one dude. And one dude. So we know at least that. But they're, they're saying hundreds. Wow. But because of the fact that so they labeled so... Yes, they labeled so many people that was like syphilis or like, you know, the common cold. I can't wait till we do a story with earlier medicine. Oh, <laughs> man. That they really don't know the head count. That's nuts. Which is super sad. Super crazy. So the remaining working women in these factories who were afflicted by the radium, but they were also alive, they became living test subjects on the research and repercussions of radium exposure, and they were known as the Living Dead Girls. Which Rob Zombie later wrote a song about. Really? Yeah. You don't know that song? No, I guess not. You know, freaking... DMCA rules, I would play it right now, but I can't because stupid internet. So the last of the radium girls um, was a woman named May Keene. She actually lived to be 107 years old wow. and died in 2014. No way. Yeah. She worked. Was in she the 11 year old? No, no. Actually, this is kind of crazy. This is I mean, this is luck. Like she should have went out and bought a lottery ticket. Because she actually worked in the factory in 1924. Uh She refused to put the paintbrush in her mouth because she didn't like the taste of the paint. She was super grossed out by it. She didn't like it at all. Okay, good. She was fired within the first week because they were like, you have to do this. And she's like, this is, I'm not doing this. And they're like, do you like working here? She's like, no. (laughs) And they were like, all right, bye. And she's like, all right, see ya. So she went on her way. This actually proved to save her life. That's, it it yeah. saved her life. However, even with the short exposure, she still suffered from really, really terrible um, oral hygiene, like issues with her teeth. Her uh-huh. teeth were constantly falling out. She suffered from really... Well, only to a point. <laughs> You've only got so many. Yeah. She suffered from migraines, and she actually had two bouts of cancer that she survived. Wow. And that was only from one week, one, one week of working in the U.S. Uh, radium corporation and can you imagine like some of these women like i mean they just kept going yeah that's 
they kept going. Wow. So the legacy actually still remains. A lot of people don't know about it, but it, I mean, it's, 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 it's such a crazy story. And it, and it killed so many, many women and, and one man that we know of. One man. One man. One man but, to die of radiation. So Maggie, or not Maggie, Molly, um, her cause of death was listed as syphilis, right? Right. Well, her friends and her family wanted to prove that she, in fact, died from radi- uh, radium poisoning. They did not want her legacy to go down, that she died from syphilis. So they exhumed her body, and upon entering the coffin... Oh, boy. They found that her coffin was, was glowing. glowing. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> her her remains are, are actually still glowing. Yeah. I'm not even a little bit surprised. Yeah. And even there's... That's how radioactivity works. Yeah. They, they, with their suspicions were, were confirmed that even in death, the radium girls will continue to glow in their coffins. But get this. Get this. Their bones are going to continue to glow for, for 1,600 1, years. Oh, that's right, 1,600 years. 1,600 years, because that's the half-life of radium. Man. Yeah. And so they actually had, these women had to actually be reburied. In lead in coffins? In lead coffins to make it safe. And even still today, they annually go around... Uh, with, with a Geiger counter yeah. to check and make and sure that it's, it's still, not leaking, leaching into the soil. It still it still goes off. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's still unsafe. Crazy town, absolute crazy town. So, it is a gruesome story. It's a sad story, and a lot of people don't know about it. But that was the story, the tragic story of Very the Radium tragic. Girls. What do you think? Syphilis sucks. Syphilis sucks, but radium is worse. Way worse. Yeah. Don't lick paintbrushes covered in radioactive material, folks. Yeah, don't put things in your mouth. Well, some things you can. That concludes the story of the tragedy of the radium girls this week. I really hope that you enjoyed it just as much as we did. It was an amazing research. I learned so much. I really hope that you did, too. And the great news about that is please email us. We want to hear what you want to hear. So email us at www.beingdeadserious.com to get on our website. On there, you can actually email us directly to let us know what you want to hear or just tell us how cool we are. That's pretty awesome. Or email us directly at beingdeadserious at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, uh, Being Dead Serious. It's pretty easy to find. We're on Instagram, Being Dead Serious. We'll post some of the pictures that she showed me and horrified me for days about the uh, missing jaws and whatnot fun we had tonight. And you can also check us out on Twitter at Be Dead Serious, uh, where you can also get in on our poll, which we're going to post for the three topics we could possibly have for our next episode, which are going to be uh, local hauntings here in mid Michigan. We've got a couple of spooky places that could be fun to do some stories about. I'm excited about that because I don't know many. And these are the only two I know around here, and I've been to both. So the other one is the Bell Witch, which dates back about a hundred years, a couple hundred years. Yeah, 1800. And then the Legend of Bloody Mary. You know, the fun game where you and your friends challenge each other to go Bloody in a dark Mary, room and Bloody say your name Mary, in a mirror three times. Bloody and, Mary. 
when you're a kid is really scary, but in reality, it's not. But it's a cool story. Um, also, make sure you like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, with that, we will see you next time. And until next time, stay strange. Stay strange. Stay strange.